I want Ben to see what I have in my hands and what I am doing. Oh, yeah, you're, where's your microphone, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, pretty, pretty crucial part. You can't start the 51st episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast without a little snafu. Wait, but you can't have the windscreen in front of that silky smooth stash. That's right. It's still there. <laughs> oh, because dude. we just witnessed the Beefs. Moving on. We all have things to show. Terry, you go first. Oh, you go second, I guess, because Benny showed. Oh, that's not nearly as fun. You're lighting a candle. It's a not. It's, it's not nearly but Benny pulled one of these out and lit a joint. I thought you were going to do that. I oh, I oh that would have been amazing. I could smoke a joint, but I don't have a joint. So if you want to be like the Nick Swartzen bit from when we were in college a million years ago <laughs> and go to Tijuana and buy one joint <laughs> or a, or a Geo Metro <laughs> or heroin, <laughs> that's an inside joke we're not actually doing heroin none of us have ever done that before uh but and we're not going to tonight but we are going to be really happy because oregon state baseball is going to the super regionals baby yeah, yeah. hey guys we should we should uh take a selfie yeah what is oh, what oh! is that this is magic this is magic shit. what is that <laughs> Should we smile? The yeah, part it's a of video. Terry that loves Terry Potter. Wait, is, is this a so video? With yeah. This. Ah. <laughs> We're taking a video of us taking a video. <laughs> I know this is an audio medium, but listener, uh, a Hogwarts candle just started floating behind JP and started taking pictures of us. <laughs> so the giant nerd on this podcast who loves Harry Potter so much that he has a Harry Potter tattoo is just a little freaked out. <laughs> was, I'm downloading it now. I'll send you guys the video. What is it? Is that just a drone that I'm gonna... Yeah, it's the snap we'll it's the Snapchat drone. Oh, wait. Sna- oh wow. Wait, Snapchat's still the, the thing? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh. We're slowly we... becoming those parents that say, how do you log on to Facebook? I know. On the book face? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you could I, – I want to say you could use that as a clever way to spy on somebody if it wasn't loud as shit. <laughs> <laughs> how tight is that, though? That is that cool. That is really cool. And to just keep the, the Harry Potter imagery going, like you did just – hold out your palm like ever so gently like it was a golden snitch before a fucking quidditch match yeah and it just and it just started <laughs> just floating away it just started floating away and then it knows when your hand is under again to land really yes oh man dude Technology. it did it for my five-year-old earlier he was able to land yeah, on his see, little the, five-year-old hands the machine this is this is the bridge too far they're learning too much as as geeked out as I am on just seeing that right now, <laughs> I'm I'm ter- I'm terrified of where this might go from here. I'll bring it to the uh, Montana State game. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. 
Speaking of the Montana State game, uh, the Babays scooped our tickets for that game, which went on sale today, Beaver Nation. We, we've got a, a football segment scheduled. It'll take a backseat on this episode to the Diamond Sports, of course. But, yeah, September 17th at Providence Park in downtown Portland, in the shadow of the apartment building I used to live in, the <laughs> Portland Towers, <laughs> a.k.a. the Salmon Towers, uh, the 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 original drip system, uh, before, long before that term was coined, on uh, the most enthusiastic Oregon State podcast on the internet. JP slept in my drip system, and that sent <laughs> too many times. As dirty as it should be, uh, and so home just... to Mount McChicken wrapper, dude. <laughs> I've tried to like explain to my parents the amount of McDonald's we had back in. In the very post uh, college Portland days, and like they literally don't believe me, <laughs> and they know me. They know me pretty well. There, there's like there's no way you guys got McDonald's that much twice like, a day. There absolutely <laughs> is. We had to walk. First of all, we had to walk by that Burnside McDonald's to get home. Based on like, yep. No matter basically, no matter where we went, unless we went up to. 23rd we could miss it but even if we did that we could still smell it you could yeah. smell that mcdonald's from blocks away and it had that was before all of these late night uh yeah it couldn't get delivered it's true the doordash wasn't a thing yeah so the burnside mcdonald's having a fucking walk-up window because you're obviously too drunk to drive through and even, this was before Uber, too. I remember getting in cabs with you fellas and asking the cab driver to take us to the McDonald's drive-thru. And it was like 50-50. <laughs> it was a dangerous game to be like, you'd get in, and they'd be like, What's, where are you going? you tell them your address, and they'd be like, okay, cool. And then you'd be like, and if it's not too much trouble, can we get McDonald's? And they'd either be like, yeah, sure, or fuck you. Yeah, get <laughs> out. It and then we'd also be like, though. hey, we're only paying with card. And they'd be like, definitely get out. Of definitely this no. We'll get you McDonald. We'll get you. We'll get you. You can get in on this McDonald's order, though, man. Uh, mm. How I know that was um, the a karma thing, though, because you, you guys remember the street sort of uh, that like ran perpendicular to Burnside that was on Marathon. That Marathon was on. Yeah, or is on Marathon still exists, but it's it's a one way yeah. going away from Burnside, going north, going north past the uh, hookah bar. Past the hookah oh, bar, yeah. and also also past the turn into that McDonald's. I remember one time we yeah. got in a cab, we got in a cab that was parked facing that way. It's a one way, and we were like, <laughs> we're going, we're going back to the Portland Towers, the Salmon Towers, whatever. And we then we we also asked him, can you take us through the McDonald's drive-through, which is right there? And he was like, no, I'm not doing that. And he did an illegal U-turn so he could turn right on Burnside, but had to go the wrong way on a one-way just for a little bit to do it. And a cop saw him and pulled them over. And we're like, he just <laughs> the McDonald's was a legal turn, dude. Like <laughs> eight-minute detour would have saved you an illegal UE ticket. Um, so so yeah. Probably uh, would have bought him a McChicken too. I we would I would have bought him two McChickens. We were yeah. balling at that point. Oh man, <laughs> right. did, we already, did we not already talk about this? So that the, they had the little McBites and those things were dude. Just the spicy a... chicken McBites were yeah. one of the best McDonald's menus of all time. Yeah, and they need to bring that shit back. You guys. Oh, this segment sponsored by McDonald's ten piece McNuggets. <laughs> 
and, and happy fries. and fries. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <nothing has changed. laughs> uh, Oregon State baseball with a crucial, historic, spellbinding win today, and we're talking about the McDonald's menu from 2011 on here. Well, That's why yeah. you're here, though. That's why yeah. you're here, though. You're not here for the takes. You're here for the spicy McBites nostalgia. <laughs> fucking good. Those, to put it in perspective, the spicy chicken McBites were as good as Cooper Jerpy was on the mound. Ooh, mm-hmm. Man, how see. cool is that to see him come out in the eighth and ninth inning tonight? Dude. Yeah, it had a little Bumgarner vibes. Bumgarner game seven of the uh, 2014 World Series vibes. And to be honest with you, Hell what's yeah. really even more funny to me about that is like Cooper's one of those like stoically uh, aggro pitchers where it's like he's on the mound and you you can tell like nothing is flustering him. And then as soon as he steps off the mound, it's just like emotion explosion. And that reminds me of Mad Bum, but also there's something about his delivery where he's got that like three quarter arm, like side slinger mm-hmm. motion going that is very similar to a Madison Bumgarner. So all of that combined was incredible to see because you don't see that very often. And that was one of the greatest feats in sports. And I, I'm not going to say that Cooper's performance today and this last week was one of the greatest feats in sports. I mean, it, it was very, very helpful for this team. Yeah. But there's a long road ahead to make that a uh, performance like that to be, you know, one of the, the best in sports. We're not not saying it's one of the greatest performances. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I mean, like we, we were texting about it. It's, uh, it, 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 well, some of us were about how it, Oregon State just didn't look like the team that maybe we thought they were a month ago uh, going into this series, especially after that game with New Mexico State. Um, but it was tough. it's, it's, uh, it, it's about surviving, right? Like you, you, at this point it's about surviving. And if you look at some of the other, um, schools that were supposed to breeze through their regionals, um, they're having trouble. Like Stanford's playing right now uh, to a mm-hmm. team that they've already lost to. Um, so it's, uh, anything can happen and, and you just need to get out of those. And it was great for us to know that you, you can rely on, you know, Jerpy uh late in some of those games so that, that i thought that was great to see he had one failure this weekend do you guys know what i'm going to say one failure he, he, i'm eager he, he couldn't help tv color guy kevin stalker find a late night food place God. with a with a big tv within at what a 20 foot radius of his hotel whatever the goddamn request was <laughs> how insane so oh. here there's a lot of talk about the announcing team assigned to the corvallis regional and i was annoyed at points the where do you go to get a bite to eat in this town was <laughs> <laughs> that's what i take i was like almost by the end of the weekend uh and uh, and today I watched just about every out, I think, close to it, and uh, was paying attention to JP's Warriors and GP2 winning game two last night. We'll mention yes. that a little bit more as well. Uh, so I was my attention was split a little bit. I was like kind of charmed by them by the end of the weekend. <laughs> like they kind of won me over a little bit. Uh, the, the 
because them being like kind of like what do you do in Corvallis da, 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 like that's what opens the opportunity for Murphy's on the River to deliver oh, two man. prime rib di- dinners yeah. to the Clutch. press box during the game like that was just amazing yeah oh, uh, can I just jump in and say Oregon State baseball uh, a solid uh, number two in the hierarchy of good weekends. Murphy's on the river, clearly yeah. number one. They had the <laughs> best weekend of marketing that any restaurant in Corvallis could ask for. Exactly. And then also, I mean, Kevin Stocker was in college in like the late 80s. So I felt for him a little bit because he was like, I got into town and I just wanted to watch game one of the NBA finals. And people were like, go to fucking Peacock. <laughs> like <laughs> like a, guys in their 50s on a Thursday night <laughs> watching, uh, who just want to watch sports. Uh, you know, Peacock's maybe not the best uh, crowd uh, for that. But or maybe- kidding me. Yeah, or maybe, maybe. or or maybe, or yeah. maybe. Depends um, on what kind of crowd I'm, you're looking for. <laughs> I'm not sure. You're looking and for. if you're looking but for also, TVs or not. To- Tommy's, come on, Tommy's Fourth Street Bar and Grill, easy. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good comfort food, lots of TVs. Tommy's. Uh, so right. I I did enjoy that. Like I don't know, Beaver fans were just like, let's now take this moment to hype up all the businesses we love in Corvallis on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And that's always fun. That's essentially why we started this podcast, because we just want to talk about squirrels once a week. (laughs) And and other random establishments. Just be like, dude, fucking Block 15. I miss it so much. Oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah. So, shout out to all Corvallis. Especially Murphy's on the River, though. Whoever, like... I'm well sure that done. they had the game on and they knew yep. they're closing before the game would be over. And just to, for them to be like, let's take these over to the ballpark before, before it's too late. Let's, yeah, that's opportunistic let's, right there. Let's, let's that's make an a eager memory. beaver. Yep. <laughs> do you, do you know if either one of those guys had called the game with each other? Or I guess they both would, uh, but it's, it, to, yeah, it seemed like that was the first time that they were calling a game together. It certainly was their first time in Corvallis. It seemed like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true yeah i feel um, like those you get those kind of national guys and they come in and they're they always talk that way about corvallis like they try to like right. downplay like what it's right. grown into and right. like lean into the old-fashioned sleepiness of the town like of course the fans are so knowledgeable what else are they gonna do with their time here yeah they didn't say that they're delivering food with robots but i haven't found a place to get food what is going on <laughs> <laughs> i also i i understand it too though because like there, there's the need or the want to just have a really polished announcer's crew, and I also didn't even think they're that bad, so I don't want to shit on them. There's a couple yeah. takes yeah. that annoyed me, uh, and a lot of uh, Beaver fan. I think fans of all the teams were frustrated with the uh, umpiring in in this Agreed. series, especially the strike zone. It just seemed pretty inconsistent. Uh, a lot of reviews uh, for that and against Oregon or- State. I they didn't go. Would- they didn't go our way, but also just like sort of just like really confusing <laughs> reviews yeah. that took a while, which generally indicates they'd be overturned. Uh, and, and the announcers were letting the umpires have it. Like they, they weren't holding back. There was no yeah. a review overturned this weekend. None of them were overturned. None. No, but a lot none. of them took like a long I know. time where it's like, if it's going to, and since like the official call would be like, Oh, it just stands. 
or confirmed. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the, the point I was just trying to make is that there were what 2000 college baseball games this weekend across the country that like, yeah, they're yeah. stretched thin with, with broadcasters. This is a, a major tournament, but with a ton of games yeah. and just <laughs> right. The amount of runs that were scored just indicates how much fucking baseball was played this weekend. Um, yeah, but I loved it. I, a lot of excitement, a lot of fireworks and regionals across the country. Uh, the tournament has lived up to its billing and its hype. Uh, very exciting. And, uh, and the beeves are moving on and it's exciting stuff. Yeah, I th- I think that for for all the faults that the uh, the announcers had, um, I do think that it was very obvious that they were taken aback by uh, the, the sort of environment and atmosphere that comes with Goss. Yeah. Um, one thing that they made a, a huge point in showcasing that I think is worthwhile to bring up on on the pod is the classiness of Oregon state fans. And I think we know it Beaver nation knows it, but it was good to see that displayed on a national level uh, when we were in a tough game and it was by no means one yet. And no. Ian Mejia yeah. uh, of New Mexico state they're they're uh, now ace of a pitcher started the season <laughs> as a number three pitcher uh, comes out of the game after throwing 123 pitches. I think it was, it was high up there. Yeah. Gets a standing ovation from the crowd. That's, I mean, he you was. guys watch more baseball historically than I do, but that he was, was I've awesome. never seen that before. Yeah, he was, he was incredible. And I think that yeah. there is a bit about the fan base that says, yeah, we can, you know, show respect to an admirable and impressive performance, but there must've been a part of the fan base that was standing and clapping to be like, thank God you are out of the game. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, they're yeah. taking him out. Yeah. Taking him out. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll take it all day if we want to construe that as like, well, look at the respect from the Oregon state That's, fan base. <laughs> like, sure. Why not? It's a, it's a it is respectful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He pitched his ass off. And yeah. was really frustrating us. Um, God, that ga- that was a more stressful Friday night than I was hoping to have. No kidding. Um, hey, before we that- gain it, let's do some beers. Let's because we're gonna talk yeah. a lot of baseball. We'll talk a lot of we're diamond talking sports. Talking a lot of baseball. And we've already gone deep, ball. but let's. We're already we're already getting deep, deeper than uh, Matthew Gretler's moonshot <laughs> today. Let's try to figure out who to shout out. Him, Justin Boyd, Jacob Mountain, so many of them. Yeah. But we, we should we should talk about yeah, we should talk about substances before we get back to talking about our team. Substances. If substances. you are of that I don't know, pronunciation variety. <laughs> sure. That yeah. too. Uh JP, I wanna Change hear you guys first. I already saw you pour your beer. Yeah. It looks it looks nice. You're crushing the presentation department. As always, what are we enjoying over there in Northeast Portland tonight? This is from Tavor. If you remember my other my other beer delivery service, (laughs) uh, (laughs) oh yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. I did pause it for a little bit just because I was like, just you get a ton of beers. But it's um, it's from Forgotten Road Ales, and they're actually based in Graham, North Carolina. Shout out North Carolina listeners. Yeah. Eric Flugi. Fluge. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Flugi. Eric, who we met in West Lafayette, Betty. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what if our North Carolina is <laughs> yeah. going over Take your shirt off and yeah. throw it around your head like a helicopter. North there Carolina go. is uh number one for belligerent beeves listeners besides the West Coast and Minnesota. Yeah, JP played five seconds of race oh. up by Petey Pablo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go, Benny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, it's their, uh, you know, double dry hopped Galaxy Sunshine IPA. Jesus. Yeah. Galaxy Sunshine. All right. Yeah. With uh, it's a New England IPA with Galaxy Eldorado Citra Mosaic hops, and that uh, it's citrusy and smooth and delicious. So, I, I enjoy it. On Penny, what was that? That Eric Fluge just tweeted at me right as you were talking about him, Terry. Oh wow, Super, that's yeah. yeah, that's cool, spooky. Yeah, so, he's Eric. listening. Well, Eric, you're you're not listening to this right now as we're recording it, but right after we're publishing it. <laughs> so so we about think. Uh, twenty twelve to twenty four hours later, uh, someone's uh, Twitter fingers are burning. I guess. Uh, what's up, Eric? <laughs> Thanks for uh, unintentionally guesting on the podcast. <laughs> I gave it. I gave it a four point one. By the way, so it's 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 good. It's above above good. Maui, wowie. Nice. Yeah. I'm only the one hundred and seventy eighth person to review this beer. That's and I'm in. Seems... I'm in oh, Oregon damn. across the entire country. So cool. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, listener, take that data with whatever interest you want. Uh, only mm-hmm. 178th person. We haven't gotten 178 reviews of this podcast yet, so I'm going to use this opportunity oh, to good idea. encourage the listener mm. to head on over. If you're especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, I don't know why you would, but most of our listeners do. I can't stand Apple Podcasts, but this isn't about that. This is about. <laughs> <laughs> giving us positive reviews on Apple Podcasts. Go over there. Give us Belligerent Beeves a five-star review, uh, please, and write what you like about the show. Uh, what's your favorite beer? Put that in there. That's good to know. Um, and then we'll drink that beer, and then JP will score it on Untapped. That's fun, right? And if you're a Spotify listener, uh, give us five stars on Spotify. We want to get to the point where our rating is publicized, or the number of ratings we've gotten is publicized. So one, two, three, four, five stars only on Apple Podcasts on Spotify. Thank you. Uh, Benny, are you still drinking Foster's? <laughs> Bazana? It is Australian. And I'm is cracking it right gi- now. That is, yeah, cool. baby. That, that was is a little a, more shaken up. That was a giant. That is a giant can of beer. Beer, coffee, beer, <laughs> coffee, Bazana. beer. <laughs> you said it was shaken up. I was wondering if if uh, Bazana had you know given it a nice shake and just chugged the whole can. I feel like he, he sh- could probably s- just slam one of those. Oh yeah, he could slam him like the best of the blokes. Yep, yeah, whether 100%. it be <laughs> slam, giant home run, or a crafty bunt single, he does it all. That's yeah. why he's Australian for noise. He's Australian for noise. <laughs> he, uh, he, I, I became a little uh, Bazana fanboy uh, over the weekend. <laughs> Which I, uh, I it's been well, like <laughs> it was out of control over the weekend, uh, and I will say he he didn't have um I don't think he started the series off super well. Uh, he had an okay end of the series, but his passion and intensity that he brings to the game is great. 
when when uh i'm blanking on the pitch on our pitcher's name that had that amazing um glove flip to first base to get Brock the townsend yes yeah. so when he when he had the uh that great play if you yeah, look at the, the replay, Zana jumps like yeah. five feet in the air. It's amazing. So yeah, shout all out the to guys her. were like, "What? How did that? <laughs> yeah. How did that work? Yeah, that was crazy." Yeah. I I didn't know what happened when I saw it live. Yeah, but, yeah. That was so shout wild. out to Fosters and shout out to Australia <laughs> and Bazana. Australia. <laughs> I love and kangaroos are kangaroos. My favorite. So, <laughs> I also had some THC ice cream too. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you consume that THC ice cream, Benny? Did you use a knife or a spoon? <laughs> or I see you've played knifey spoony before. <laughs> So I I've never ever watched The Simpsons with Yuri before in my oh, life. Really? And I started <laughs> and I started playing that clip that JP sent us. Uh and five seconds into it, she's like playing a game of knifey spoony. Oh Terry said it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I fucking love the Simpsons. I follow too many Simpsons social media accounts and one of them on Instagram had shared that. This was like Friday night when we were watching baseball and softball. And so it was the, the noify spoony bit when, when Bart offends the entire nation of Australia. Uh, relevant. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the whole family travels to apologize. And uh, Bart learns the game noify spoony. And um, then I'm flipping back and forth between the baseball and the softball games. And then the next, uh, di a different Simpsons Instagram account tweeted the, the softball rules from the softball episode when Homer and the power plant played Chief Wigan and the police department softball team. It's like, all right, no one leaves first without chugging a beer. Uh, any runner who scores chugs a beer. You uh, <laughs> have to chug the beer at the end of every odd numbered innings. And, uh, Oh, also the fourth inning is the beer inning. And then Chief Wigan was like, all right, shut up. We know how to play softball. <laughs> I was like, the Simpsons, Insta the Simpsons social media influencers just know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> in the different diamond sports games I'm watching. So the belligerent bees group chat was just like 17 different Simpsons clips and us yeah laughing our ass off like the fucking <laughs> children we are uh, shout out to simpsons and uh lincoln high school zone matt craning yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Lo love the simpsons love Australia. my wife's high school love uh yeah, That's right. yeah. shout out Andy shout Rickham. out lincoln shout and out Andy. Lincoln. jake bodie friend of the pod yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh that's all I got. Barbara, <laughs> Babs, Lathan Wallace. Not a friend of the pod. Right? Lathan oh, yeah. Wallace played there. Yeah. Shout out Lathan Wallace. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, I'm drinking uh, because of uh, I've, I've been I'm missing Oregon, missing the Pacific Northwest. And since Oregon State got this uh, momentous victory and it's moving on to the Super Regionals, I decided to get one uh, a beer that always reminds me of my time in the Pacific Northwest. And that is... Deschutes Brewing, fresh squeezed IPA. Mm. Here's the can. You can see it. Everyone listening to this podcast has had a fresh squeezed IPA before. So I'm not being very original, but I just wanted a taste of the soil 
of uh, the great state where we all went to college um, and is rightfully known as the Beaver State. So Deschutes Fresh Squeeze IPA, fucking delicious. And I have another one that I'll crack to next to me, but I'm halfway through this one, so I couldn't get the dramatic sound effect. Mm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There we nice. go. Thanks, Terry. Don't, we can't say nice anymore. We say noise. Noise. <laughs> it noise. was a noise. Ah. Well, lads, let's have a noise toast <laughs> to the <laughs> noisy spoony beavers. <laughs> and the super regionals. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. cheers. What I want to say cheers. is uh, that all along, Terry is actually an Australian voice actor pretending to be an American. So <laughs> if you're wondering why his accent sounds so real it's because his american midwestern accent is the phony one boy <laughs> oh, now i'm gonna be self-conscious <laughs> <laughs> steve <laughs> owen <laughs> uh, Dingo babies. <laughs> um, all right. Should we uh, shout out our sponsors for this great uh, episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast? Yeah. I think we right. should. Yes. Uh, the 51st episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Seamheaded.com. Such a great website. Beaver fam, summer is here and baseball season is in full swing and it's tourney time and we're going to the soups baby and you're not ready for the super regionals at goths or your hot beef summer until you visit seamheaded.com seamheaded is an independent lifestyle brand specializing in baseball themed apparel if you believe that baseball is more than a game but a way of life <laughs> like we do because that was all any of us did this entire fucking weekend, then Seamheaded is the <laughs> brand for you. And baseball is more than a game. I just said it. It's everything we did this weekend. And Seamheaded celebrates the rich history of our national pastime with unique designs for all baseball enthusiasts. And it now has an all-new collection inspired by and for belligerent BU's listeners. That's right. You're soon to be four-time national championship Oregon State baseball team. And this podcast, that's crazy about them, has its own line of seam-headed shirts. They've got a hashtag chop em tee, two different colorways of the belligerent beefs jersey, super dope Corvallis map tee, and much, much more available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes. And this is the best part, listeners. As a listener and supporter and a member of the belligerent beefs beaver fam community, you get 31% off on all Seamheaded Belligerent Beefs products. How, you ask? Just use promo code CHOPEM at checkout. So hit up Seamheaded.com today to get 31% off the Belligerent Beefs collection when you use promo code CHOPEM at checkout for the noisest discount in the game. Chopum, you cannot spell without hope. And just in case you're wondering, that is C H O P E M at checkout. 31% off. What is the total price then, lads? 69%. It's noise. 69. Noise. 60 what, noise. 
69. 69. <laughs> uh, TLDR, go to seamheaded.com. There's cool stuff there. off chop them at checkout uh nice well we're gonna start with we're gonna start we've been talking for 33 drunk ass minutes (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna keep going uh with with the positivity we gotta go we gotta we'll get into the heartbreak of the softball team and we got uh, a couple other sports we need to mention as well but of course go into the soups Another super regional at Goss Stadium would super beeves gathered after, after yeah. a drunk ass weekend in Corvallis, uh, and we were all very tired. The Super Bowl had just ended. Uh, I was still at JP's house, about to get like three hours to sleep and get on a very. <laughs> Actually, no, that wasn't that trip. That was a different time. But Mike Rooney came on the show, and we all agreed that this team was going to host its own super regional. It didn't always look like that was going to happen this weekend, but we got there. We're staying home. We're staying in the tournament. Bring on the Auburn Tigers. Instant reactions from the weekend and, I guess, into Monday, winning today, 7-6 to six against the Commodores. How do you guys feel? I feel good. I think that, um, I mean, if, if you look at it, uh, the, compare the regionals, Oregon State against Auburn, like Auburn blew through their regionals. Uh, winning 19 to 7, 21 to 7, 11 to 4, right? And we had really close games, but I think that those close games help us actually. Um, you saw uh, that uh, Jacob Melton, I mean, he, he really struggled through the entirety of the regionals, and he, you felt like he was starting to come alive uh, those last, definitely today, uh, but even yesterday. Um, so I think that's a good sign, but those close games are going to help us, right? Because postseason's all about pressure. It's all about, um, you know, the being in the moment and being able to execute in that moment and, uh, history is thrown out the window. Uh, it's also in Corvallis. So I think that's a huge upside. Um, but yeah, when you have, when you have Jerpy on the mound, if we can get that game one win, I mean, that is, that's going to be essential. Um, we have to win game one, um, but I think uh, Goss is going to bring it. Uh, it's it's definitely going to sell out and be really, really loud there. Um, and I think if we were, if we saw anything this past weekend, it was that these uh, student athletes feed off of that environment. Uh, you heard the announcers saying so many times after they had, you know, interviewed some of these players that, um, it was, you know, so-and-so's first time playing in front of a live crowd in Corvallis at a, at a regional. Um, and they brought that up for several different of the players. So it, it w- it's very apparent that this is a really big deal and that the players are looking forward to this a lot. Um, and I, I think that they probably realize that there's a bunch to improve from the regional round and the super regionals. But um, yeah, I feel good, really confident. Um, and I, I think the boys are going to show us good and, and get uh, get to Omaha. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I think that they're going to handle Auburn. I feel like this team that is still also relatively young, we don't talk about that as much as we did with the softball team, but we're only, I mean, because of the players that we're losing, I think it, it felt like there's a lot more uh, right. maturity to this team, right? But in, in essence, they are still very young. And a lot of them are, are, are playing in this situation for the first time ever. And so um, I think we were caught off guard to begin this uh, this regional. And I think that New Mexico State game was one of those like holy shit moments 
where they were like, we can't lose this. We understand we can't. Like, this would be terrible if we do. Um, and, I, and I think there's a lot that went on this weekend around, like, okay, we clawed back. We were, we were able to pull that out. I think the fan base was obviously, like, very concerned uh, on how that happened because they, they expected something to be a little bit more easy in that matchup. When it came to, you know, playing San Diego – they were feeling they were, themselves. They were feeling More, themselves. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, all right, well, now this is one of those matches of which team is hotter or which team's more talented. And so with that outcome of, you know, what we expected for the New Mexico State game, I thought that that gave this team a lot of confidence going into the Sunday matchup with Vandy, who kind of proved what uh, Benny and I both had claimed last week, where it was like, they're historically good, but they've had a down year. And we both were in agreement like, well, it doesn't mean that they could be they're gonna be easy and easy out and in, in regionals and no. And and they weren't. And they weren't yesterday on Sunday and they and they weren't today either. So on Mon- the Monday matchup, like that was a nail biter. But I think that this team survived in advance in a way that, like you said, is gonna serve them really well in super regionals because they've kind of got all the the anxiety out of their system like their kids hope (laughs) well you'd imagine so like yeah they've played in enough close games and enough things that like i mean first like if they would have lost friday that would have been it that would have been it yeah i don't think we beat vanderbilt on saturday if we lose on friday no after what vanderbilt yeah and so but also if i don't think that we would (laughs) have I do not think that we would have made it into the final anyways and won two. So no. it's one of those things that's like we needed to pull that one out, and I think it looked worse to the fan base than it actually felt to the players. And I, that's what they've parlayed through the next few games. Like, dude, Vandy's a good squad. They're a good team. They're like, clearly. so good. Yeah. So I, I'm i not surprised that they really took us the distance today and they just beat us up yesterday and but I, I mean we're looking forward though like i i am slightly concerned about the auburn matchup like you said benny they like blew through their regional and they they handled business and we even talked about oh hey ucla's in there we could end up facing them we kind of like overlooked the fact that auburn's hosting of course like they should potentially walk away with that one um i mean they've got some guys too uh, like, you know, Sonny DeShera is like, uh, he's like the big Bambino up there when it, with his bat. You know, he's got the belly. He's got the rotating 360-degree, like, you know, front arm when he's standing in the box. Like, uh, he looks like a dude that's going to light up a stogie and point it, call a shot. <laughs> so, he's also hit 20 bombs this year. And I, I, I am worried that if... The offense doesn't show up as we have seen in the last month that it's going to be a tough super regional. But I do believe, like you're saying again, Benny, that that home field advantage is going to play a huge difference. And to and to tie all the way back, I know it's a long way, but like to tie all the way back, Friday was really quiet because everyone expected something else to happen and that we weren't delivering on that expectation as a team. And I think we were all caught off guard, whether you're at home, whether you're at Goss, and you just didn't know, like, how am I supposed to motivate these guys? I, they should be motivated to do this themselves at this stage of the regional. But it got louder and louder and louder, and it was the lowest attendance today of the, all of the Oregon State games this whole weekend was probably the loudest game. 
So I'm not worried about the that, that home field advantage. I think that we're definitely going to bring it, and Goss is going to be lit. For sure. I wouldn't ever dare to speak for the team. So when, when I say this, I'm not trying to speak for the team. I'm speaking for the three of us. We didn't give Vanderbilt nearly as much credit as we as we should have given them. True. And I think maybe after that first day when we saw them lose to San Diego, we were like, yeah, these SEC boys aren't that good. Uh, then we saw what they did to New Mexico State in the loser's bracket to come back and get a shot against us and really outplayed us in that first game to the tune of an 8-1 to beatdown. They are fast, athletic. They didn't make any mistakes <laughs> in, in that first regional final game. Uh, and they were also very, very swaggy in a way that made me mad at first, but then just jealous later because that was the, the drip from the drip system that I wanted to see dripping off of us. So yes, it was every bit of a roller coaster weekend. I remember last week thinking after the Pac-12 tournament and losing to Stanford in the championship game, being like, well, glad we faced some adversity going into the postseason. And there's no way the regional will be as stressful and ridiculous as these five games in Scottsdale. And then <laughs> the fucking NCAA baseball tournament regional gods were like, oh, you naive fuck. Hold my beer while we show you something. <laughs> and just, but there's, it was such, it, you know, it, this is why there's so many, there's so much use of the Moneyball meme of Brad Pitt as the great Billy Bean saying, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Such a roller coaster weekend. You can't say enough about Justin Boyd, a guy Mike Rooney talked with us a lot about last yep. week, who was surprised, knew he was a good player, but was surprised that the this, the glisten in Mitch Canham's eye, talking about him in, in preseason, how excited Mitch was for him. And to draw the walk off, off walk, and hit the leadoff home run in today's game, and just everything in between, all the little things that guy does. And I don't think I really truly believed until today when that beautiful, magnificent, spectacular, poetic swing by Matthew Gretler absolutely launching that ball out, out of Goss and putting us into the lead for good. Holy shit, Matthew Gretler, a guy who's been good all season, but we, we talk about Jacob Melton a lot. We talk about Cooper Jerpy a lot, two guys who will probably be selected in the first 50 picks of the upcoming Major League Baseball draft. And there's just so many good players on this team. Gretler's one of those guys who's been fantastic and just absolute clutch, sick bomb. And how about Kyle Dernetti today? Whew. Coming up at the plate and then having just – the worst error he could think of in the <laughs> yeah. generally you think of Dernetti in the opposite way yeah and that's just it's postseason baseball shit's gonna get weird but you have to react and you have to perform and for him to shake it off and for the team to to play the way they did after that and be like it's okay we're not gonna let this mishap define us or take this game away from us and hats off again to the Vanderbilt Commodores, who are a very talented baseball team. Yep. But I'm glad they're a very talented baseball team watching the rest of this baseball season back in Nashville. You could do worse <laughs> this season to be at home. And, <laughs> fellas, that's your consolation. 
because we're staying home too. But we've got the Auburn Tigers and War Eagle coming to town. Fucking Takeo Spikes batting leadoff. And because we dismissed Vanderbilt today, I of course have to notice that JP has already compared an Auburn Tigers player to Babe Ruth. (laughs) 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 The Colossus of Clout, the Sultan of Swat. We will not be the naysayers again who overlook an opponent. We have learned our lesson, Beaver fam. And we've got a great Super Regional coming to Corvallis. And it's going to be a fucking blast. Apparently, Goss is already sold out. But I'm sure there are ways to get tickets and sneak in, potentially. Probably not, actually. <laughs> I think security's beefed up since we were in college. <laughs> but what a weekend in Corvallis. And there's going to be at least one more. And this is what it's all about this time of year. The first game of the Super Regional is coinciding on the last day of finals week so if (laughs) any students decide to stick around it's gonna be real lit at goss sprint sprint from your last final to the baseball stadium with just you don't even have to do that dude like i had one friday final in my entire collegiate career i don't think i did either and of course it was the on the day after saint patrick's day so it was like i remember that benny you guys all you and you and super secret producer Skinner came over and celebrated a day late uh, St. Patrick's Day with me because I had a 745 final mm. on the 18th on a Friday. And so it's really, really rare that there's a Friday final. And I guarantee you most of these students are gonna be we- celebrating their summer freedom and have a whole day under their belt of doing so before first pitch. We Hell don't yeah. talk. We don't talk about our day jobs a lot on here for for good reason. But as an academic administrator, whoever put that final for you at seven forty five a.m. the Friday after St. Patrick's Day knew it. Should have should have gotten fucking fired. That is <laughs> that so is mean. that is academic malpractice <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. Like what I professor can't... wants to show up? <laughs> at 7 30 and it's often not the professors either so i guarantee you that administrator was it was the whatever the the fuck those goddamn kids meme that's exactly what he said as he slotted that into the schedule what a bastard i'm glad you made it through jp (laughs) and and, and had friends who suspended i was like guys come over it's 11 a.m we're drinking guinness we're getting yeah. some Jameson. We're getting some Mickey's. It's, uh, we're getting after it. Everyone's already left Corvallis at that point. It's the yeah. Friday before spring break. Yep. So it's mid-March. It's rainy as shit. Yeah. It's 44 degrees. Everyone's no, it was actually there. a great day. It was awesome. We got we got hammered all day. I think we watched like so basketball. So and then I, we to- to- I totally believe you remember exactly what the weather was after we got hammered all day. <laughs> no, I just remember being like, it's sunny out. I used to be able to call super secret producer Skinder and be like, hey, don't go to class, man. It's 70 degrees. And he'd be like, yeah, <laughs> okay. you're, you're right, dude. I'll be right over. <laughs> so easily swayed. So easily swayed. But me more. I was <laughs> yeah. swayed way more. You weren't oh, it's swayed not because... raining in forty. Okay, I won't go to. Oh, it is raining in forty. It's too cold to go to class. You can't be swayed. 
Yeah, you were already on the way to JP's before he even extended yeah, the Yeah, I didn't have to. I didn't have to bother with you. You could look at it two ways. I was either really good at convincing or I was really easily swayed. You weren't on <laughs> you weren't on your way to class. You didn't even have a backpack on. Who are you trying to impress right now? <laughs> Not us. I we don't care. I walked by the building. I walked yeah. by the building. I, I remember uh, though, when you guys were at Grand Oaks, it was like that was like that was how you oh tried God, to was... separate yourselves from your social life so you could go to class oh yeah but instead you just would take the bus in and be like no fuck class i'm gonna go so see my friends far. We'll, go yeah. to, we'll go to we'll go to class more if we live 30 minutes from campus what <laughs> what an idea you two had yeah. shocking it didn't work out the mm, way you thought man. it would. oh god no it it it, it well, it worked out exactly how I thought it would. <laughs> but you did it, though. Hey, Grand Oaks in the pool, in the hot tub. And the hot tub, exactly. Right. I was just about to say, JP, please play five seconds of Hot Tub and on the Late Night by Ashcon. <laughs> At the Sausage Fest, wasn't having fun. Yeah. <laughs> is that the first time we've played that song on this pod? No, I feel like we did it before. That song yeah, was written well, about yeah. our time at Grand Oaks. Exactly. Emphasis on the sausage fest part. Yeah. <laughs> that part was for sure right. written about your time at Grand Oaks. That's right. We we took what we could get. And you were literally working at a sausage place. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Was. Was. Shout was. out Roxy Dogs. Shout out Roxy Dogs. But Street Dogs is better dude i'm sorry across yeah. the street from the peacock and you can get nacho cheese on your hot dog Ooh, at 2 a.m dog slaps yeah it could be a place that pooped into a sausage socket and it would be better than roxy dogs <laughs> we'll move we'll move on from this but i can't let a conversation about roxy dogs go without sharing this little little bit about it um so at the time benny was getting this job um, I was <clears throat> I was dating uh, a a friend a friend of all of ours we we won't mention the name and <laughs> I as a foolish uh, naive new boyfriend had the the first few months of the relationship set up something to do on the month anniversary of 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 each month which is when you've been dating for a month sounds great romantic gesture i'm gonna be the man i'm the best boyfriend in the world look how thoughtful i am but then by like month four you're like oh no um so i think it, it wasn't four it was a little bit longer but it was like month seven or eight and i was like fuck are we still we're doing i'm still on the hook for this and i remember <laughs> being like what are we gonna do it was the second it was the second of the month it was our month anniversary and I was like, well, I think it's like a Tuesday night or something. Why don't we keep it low key and go to the new place Benny started working and just <laughs> get a couple of Roxy dogs and then call it a night. <laughs> I thought it was fun enough. <laughs> then it's a new business supporting local. And she just looked at me and was like, we are not doing that <laughs> i was done for i was done for well before i even floated that out there but i just remember like yeah i was young and dumb enough to suggest roxy dogs as a month anniversary date so shout out young terry you only learn by living and and by and by failing little no no little does she know you cannot spell romance without a 21 year old ben Weehage working at a sausage <laughs> place 
I thought you were say you can't spell romance without hot dog. <laughs> That's true too. It's a nice way to be romantic. Yeah. God, we suck at phonics on this pod. Uh, oh. <laughs> anyway, we can stop talking about Roxy Dog now. Anything else on baseball before we move on? <laughs> yes, I will say. Uh, it, so the the SEC this weekend did really good, guys. And I think that I, I, I am very confident going into the Supers. But looking at it, there were two uh, seeded SEC teams that lost. Um, but there was also teams like Ole Miss who – fucking blew their regional apart as the number three seed in their regional um who else uh there's another team that was unseated that won theirs as well um, we're, we're, we started recording we, this during the oklahoma state arkansas game do we have arkansas one yeah okay so arkansas is moving on so that was the other non-seeded team um and oregon state is it's very possible that oregon state is going to be the only pac-12 team left uh stanford right now top of the six tied at one to one um but texas state has more hits than stanford so uh that that's anybody's game so the pac-12 tournament <laughs> sapped the, the whole conference of all of their energy that's how that's how good of a conference the pac-12 is is that its own tournament cannibalize the whole <laughs> conference <laughs> conference of champions baby <laughs> yeah, do it. it's um sharp iron I, iron right right but i do think right that uh oregon state sort of has everything going for them right uh auburn blew through their regionals oregon state had trouble um and oregon state's a young team so i think that anything that any of the players did that felt like they weren't taking the regional 100 seriously there it's like they had their gimme Right, they very easily could have gotten knocked out of uh, of the regional. Totally. I think they're going to be one hundred percent focused, and I think Auburn may come in. and It's tough to look, overlook the number three team in the country, and I don't think that they will. But they're coming in really hot, and so who knows how? They, yeah, they could very they're... likely come in and be like, "Yeah, we've got this. Our shit right. is together." Yeah. Right, and then get yeah. served a a, a plate of Goss Gotham. Yeah, and they ha- but they have the king of crash, the Colossus of clout. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I think buckle up because it's going to be a really, really fun super regional. The behemoth yeah. of bust. Yeah, that's not a great nickname. I'm just looking at Babe Ruth nicknames now. This is part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the sand, the Sandlot mentioned the best ones. Shout yeah. out to the dog Hercules and and James Earl Jones. Um, what a good movie, man! I'm gonna go watch it great now. Movie. I'm gonna just I'm off. I'm out. I'm gonna go watch Sandlot. I'm just triggered. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we should do a re a watch of Sandlot sometime this summer and then just live tweet it from the Bay Bay's account. Ooh, that's a good that's a good off season program. Yeah, good off season programming. Yeah, I got some ideas. We should do that. Sweet, sweet, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, it wasn't all love and happiness on the diamond this weekend uh, over in Oklahoma City. Uh, one of the greatest teams to ever play any athletic activity ever uh, had a dream season come to an end. I am, of course, talking about Oregon State Beavers softball who made it to the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City. 
uh, but dropped their first game in uh, OKC to the Florida Gators and then lost the uh, win or go home match the next day to the Arizona Wildcats. And I know we have a lot of thoughts on this. It was happening simultaneously with the New Mexico State baseball game on, on Friday night. So there was, this, there was a lot of emotions <laughs> amongst all of our followers and listeners and the three of us uh, as well. Um, but obviously they played a very close, uh, very hard-nosed game. Uh, 3-1 loss. It was great to see uh, Mariah Mazan back out on the mound after missing the, the previous day's game. Uh, but just not enough <clears throat> to take it uh, from the Arizona Wildcats, losing 3-1, ending one of the one of the best Oregon State softball seasons ever, certainly the best in the last 15 years or so. Uh, but yeah, what are your, what are your guys' just uh, in, instant reactions to a, a very a very fun season, but a fun season with a uh, sad ending? Oh man, it was it was a rough way to go. Just because I wanted to see this team be a team a little bit longer, I would have loved to see them just like play deeper into the tournament i would love to see them win it but i just wanted to see them play a little bit more and i think for me that was like the part where it was like it, it it's over and i mean i'm not even on the team i feel like mariah probably has a lot stronger feelings about like it's <laughs> over whoa right but I, uh to me it was like damn i feel like this i don't know i don't even know how to take it like it could have gone better could have been different is this just a it, it reminds me a bit of the baseball team in 05 when they gotten back to the world series for the first time in like a, what 40 years or whatever it was and they had guys like jacoby and some of the young kids who carried them through in 06 and 07 but their leader was you know jacoby and and he left to go pro after his junior season and they bounced back even harder off of the foundation that he had laid with them. And so I, I, I feel like I'm not too distraught or upset that the season is over because I feel like I, this team is going to be back. They're going to definitely be back. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, Mariah, Bebe is Hall of Famer, first ballot. We've already inducted her and, and Man, I, I don't know what happened with game one, but I do want to say, like, shout out, uh, you know, our girl, Sarah Handigas, and she, you know, stepped in, and I don't think this was anticipated. I feel like this was a last-minute call that they gave her the ball, put her in the circle to start game one, and, you know, she I think she did great for the situation she was tossed into. I, I, I also love, it was great to see Tarney Steptoe back. Uh, and her getting in that game, getting some experience. You know, she hadn't played in like two months or whatever it was, or th almost three months, or two and a half months. It was like end of March she had last played uh, due to injury. And so having her back was a great thing to see. Obviously, I think by that point it was, it felt a bit out of reach. I just don't know if the bats were able to make, make a climb like that at that point. And it, but like, Part of me also was like, well, we've got we've got another game, so that's okay. And then maybe they felt that way too. I don't know, but it was such an exciting season. Shout out to the coaching staff, the team, to Mariah. Thank you. Um, I haven't 
had that much fun watching softball in a, in a long, long time. I didn't know, by the way, I do want to make a correction from last week. And then maybe I, was, I, I think it was I that misspoke. But uh, or me that misspoke. Terry, you're the you're the writer. What's the writer? I, I misspoke. Yeah, uh, and I and I meant to say that Morales had the record for strikeouts, but I I incorporated it with her 17 wins in the 17 complete games comment. She that 17 wins is by far not the single season school record. It is. Uh, I think, or complete games, especially. So I think it was 35 wins. It was Brianne McGowan's 05 as our freshman year, my freshman year, Benny's freshman year. And she was and is the record holder. Oh, 36 wins in 05 for, uh, for wins in the program in a single season. She also had 34 complete games. So Brianna McGowan was, and I remember that she Savage. was absolutely stud. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to listener Michael for for pointing that out. Shout out Michael. I agree with you that this is reminiscent of that 05 Oregon State baseball team, um, in the fact that uh, they, like you said, they they hadn't made the tournament in a long time, and they did. And I think these tournaments, these national tournaments, are. Um, so unique in their setup and the intensity, because if you think like college baseball and college softball, is not college football and college basketball. Right. So there's, you don't have that, the lights camera action on you throughout the season. And then all of a sudden you have it for like, you know, either two games or, or two weeks. Um, and that's tough uh, mentally to, to deal with, I would imagine, um, and so this, this is how programs are built. Programs aren't built where you don't make the college world series for an extended period of time. And then you win it all. It's a process. And I think that right now they're building, um, a foundation. And I think probably a foundation that was stronger than what we had imagined, um, definitely when they were going on that losing tear. So I, this is a step in the right direction and it didn't feel very good this weekend, but I really do think that the experience that this very young team um, was able to capture uh, in Oklahoma city, even though it was just two games um, is going to pay dividends going into next year. And to sort of keep with the narrative of, of the comparison with the Oh five baseball team um, that team got knocked out after two games too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like you said, they lost Jacoby and, um, and, and we're losing Mariah. So it is going to be, um, you know, it doesn't mean that we're going to win the, the national championship the next few years, but I do think uh, that it, it does. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here okay. first. All right. All right. Yeah. See, uh, yeah. By a final score of 42 to 14. That's right. (laughs) But I I do think that we can expect to see um, a steady improvement. And I think that next year, whereas this year, I don't think that the the goal maybe internally was to make it to Oklahoma City. But I don't necessarily think that that was a, um, if you're looking at it unbiasedly, that that's a realistic expectation at the beginning of the year. Going into next year, I think it is. And Mm yeah. And so uh, this is, like I said, this is the way that things work. And I think that this is the way that you um, build a program in a healthy way. So 
as difficult as it was to see the team get knocked out, I think that they did gain some real viable experience and that the, the regional and super regional win uh, wins um, are, are really, uh, you know, something to look back on fondly and to be proud of, um, you know, as an Oregon state fan. For sure. And yeah, I, I echo everything that's been said. And I just think <laughs> what it comes down to is what JP said is I just wanted to watch this team be a team a little bit longer. I, I think e- even before all the, the bright lights of being in the NCAA tournament came on, and there's actually been a lot of great coverage about the the viewership of this uh, <clears throat> college softball tournament and this Women's College World, World Series. And I think we're at a great turning point in terms of equality and people paying attention to, to women's athletics and, and giving them the, the arena that they deserve uh, and comparison to, uh, I think the mega Aronovitz who started at ESPN, I believe the last time Oregon state made it to the college world series in 2006, uh, had a great interview with power plays about how just the coverage of this event has evolved. But even before there were cameras in their faces and this team was everywhere, just the, the joy and excitement and fun that radiated off of them was, uh, was contagious and uh, was undeniable. It was such a fun team to just re- even read recaps about <laughs> and to t- type in the update into our show notes. Especially even back in February, we had basketball seasons that were sort of falling apart to different degrees, but just not living up to to our hopes and dreams and and other things that were taking place as well. And this team was a breath of just so much fresh air. And, you know, through through every win, they get the big wins against big teams during the season and then just like goofy Instagram videos. Uh, and I think the 05 baseball comparison is is perfect. And think just thinking of Jacoby as as Mariah and Mariah's Jacoby is, I think, pretty, pretty on the nose. Um, Oregon State wasn't a big baseball school when, when Jacoby got here as a freshman and Mariah in her just very, very eloquent and pointed post-game remarks after we lost to Arizona. Just, I, I just wanted to make Oregon State a name in in college softball, and and she did that. She did that in spades, and I think the uh, <laughs> the the fruits of her labor are going to just keep you know bearing on and on for for years to come, and that's what's tough about college athletics is she's Coming not going to be yeah. on, on the team necessarily. Uh, she's going to be, you know, I, I'm sure one of the, the program's biggest fans and will be around and no, no one around the program is going to forget her and no one in the Beaver fam is going to forget her, but we will get to see this team be a team a little bit longer, but it'll be a team sort of without its, without its captain and uh, it's, it's main arm uh, in the circle, holding it down. And just, you know, as, a, a leader and a, just a v- overall incredibly impressive young student athlete. Um, but also j- as a performer too, just like the, the pitchers who rake call formed by my incredible co-host JP Bertram was inspired by Mariah Mazan and the great tweet, which I'm sure had was orchestrated by Amy Sinicola, Mariah McGon. It was just <laughs> such an incredible season. And we had so much, I had, I've had, I don't want this to be a competition between like amongst like beaver on beaver crime or anything like that. I had more fun 
like researching and watching and learning about this team than, than any other team. It, it, and I say that even including the men's basketball run of the Elite Eight last year. Like just <laughs> every every single video was so fun. Every single Instagram story like was was so fun. They were they were so ready for it. Uh, no moment was too big for them. And knowing that there's 14 freshmen coming back and uh, ready to build off of uh, what they did this year uh, under Laura Berg uh, is really exciting for the future. But also sad that Mariah is gone. And I know we mentioned we inducted her into the Babes Hall of Fame last week. And I wish we could just keep keep inducting her every episode. I guess we can. It's our Hall of Fame. We can do whatever the hell we want. Uh, <laughs> Two-time <but>, inductee. <laughs> Mariah, I, I, I don't care who lifts the NCAA issued trophy at the end of this tournament. Uh, you are a champion. You are our champion. Uh, and this program was incredibly lucky to have you play for it these last five years. So shout out to Mariah. Shout out mm-hmm. to Coach Berg. Shout out mm-hmm. to every single player on the team. Cannot wait for next season. And just want to decompress and take a breath. And while I'm sad, just say, holy fuck, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a hell of a ride. Yeah, that, was, that was real. Like, I, I got more invested. And I was willing and ready to just be like, all right, like, we're – we're getting emotional about college softball for for the first time in in a while, and I was more into it than I even saw coming. So, thank you for that, Oregon State softball. Such a ride. And also, I want to mention uh, the in terms of we love their the content they put out at the beginning of the College World Series. Tarni Septo's father surprising her in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City when she got off the bus all the way from Australia. Uh, we are, this is, this is just an Australian sports podcast. Now, uh, <laughs> Australian athletes and the, and the national pastime. Do you think Tarney and Travis just sit there and just cheers, uh, some Fosters and well, Travis is too young to drink legally in the United States of America. Well, so, maybe they go um, back to Australia. Yeah. They go yeah, back home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey mates what's the good word um <laughs> but that video that video you know brought tears in my eyes that was amazing um i hope you know tarney was able to come back uh healthier next year and get get a full season in but yeah this that video and just every everything just you know you you can't fake joy you can't fake that kind of energy and uh the young student athletes of the oregon state softball team have this in spades and obviously they have a great leader in coach berg so the, the sky's the limit for the future, and just we'll never forget you, Mariah. Thank you. Never. Yeah. Yeah, thank okay. you. <laughs> Before Terry cries for the next 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. we, we talked I've... about Montana State tickets. Where are we sitting, We Terry? did. Wait, wait, wait. It switched, and I don't have my, my phone's charging in the next room. We're sitting in the Toyota something. No, Toyota Tanner Ridge. Tanner Ridge, baby. Tanner Ridge. Yeah. I don't the the terrace. Tanner Ridge is is the terrace. Yeah, of... you can't spell Tanner Ridge without terrace. Yeah. Can or you? Or Terry, or can, you can. Oh, not. but it's so close. They need a C. Right. Tanner Cridge. Tanner. Tanner Cridge. Tanner Cridge. 
uh, yeah, with a pregame and postgame party at your old apartment, the Breckenridge apartment uh, on Barnes Avenue. Yeah. Um, I don't remember sorry, what was living there now. Oh, it, yes, do you remember what it was, Benny? You shred the Breck. What? You shred 404? Oh, you, you, do you guys thought, shred the Breck or you shred Steamboat with the frat? <laughs> 2200. Wait, are we talking about the address? No, it was something uh, our, stupid. Uh, our apartment the number. The door, the door, the unit number. Oh, not twenty two hundred. One hundred four. Two hundred four. Two hundred four. No, it started. Yeah. It was like D. It it was oh, uh, P. The P two hundred six. Yeah. P two hundred six. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It, it didn't have cell phone service, is what I remember. No, I had no service. No. no. Nothing. Yeah, oh, we were leaning out my bedroom window. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been in Providence Park, my old stomping grounds. I used to run the media credentials check-in at that. I have area. a photo of you there. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did more than that. I was photo marshal. I was on the field. For what the is a photo marshal? It's sure that... a fancy way of saying an insider to Ben Weehage. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You're going to get Terry fired from every subsequent job. You can't you get fired from a job that doesn't pay you. This was when oh, yeah. the unpaid interns were still legal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was outlawed. In, I don't an know. Unpaid intern like three years after me sued the organization, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love the people I worked with there, but also overall not not my favorite organization for obvious reasons. Uh, but no, photo marshal is essentially you make sure all of the uh, photographers have everything they need, and that they also don't go and try to shoot in places they're not allowed to go. Do you have your camera? And, okay, good. Yeah, Is they, you, they, they put me it? down there. Yeah, and I, Come did, on. I did. I did this in later places too. Where like, but that with the timbers, like they gave me no training. They're just like, all right, if someone goes past this line, yell at them. And I was like, I'm 22. That dude <laughs> is twice my age, and like twice my like I was scrawny 22 year old. I wasn't that scrawny. Let's let's be real. I you know. I had too much money. You were at the walk of window twice a day. Well, we'll say I was not a very intimidating young person. <laughs> I think that's fair. And there'd be like these these giant like like sports photographers are badass, you know, people often. Well, and they're okay. and they're <laughs> sure. and they're, they're they're hauling like giant cameras and just way stronger and th than your boy and i'm like hey sir you can't do that and they're like who the fuck are you no one said that to me but i was i was very scared the first time um i i had to i had to you know put a few uh years later when i was doing stuff uh in in new york i was ready i was ready to put the clamps down especially on a media who were asking players for autographs in my media zone hell nah I confiscated oh, nice. more than one credential at that point. Oh, that nice. you confiscated autographs. That's what you should have done. And then you could have sold that for yeah. money. Yeah. Wait for them to do it. Like, and I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, Zlatan, I'll take your number too. We'll hang out and go get beers after this. But this guy can't <laughs> hang out with you. Yeah, that's how I conned my way to being friends with the Zlatan. <laughs> uh, anyway, so long story short, we're going to the Montana State game on September 6th. <laughs> Uh, you guys, I'm I, so excited Tan, for this. Wait, is it T Tanner Ridge? Like Tanner that's a, Ridge. That's a fancy part. Are we fancy boys at this game? Yeah. Come yeah. wearing your like Kentucky Derby attire. We should. Yeah. We should. Do oh that. yeah, hats. We should wear hats. Yeah, big old Bay 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 Bay's Derby hats. Yeah. Okay. I feel it. 
The Portland Derby. I might wear a bolo tie. The Portland Derby isn't that the racetrack? It's gone. Yeah, it's uh, no, that's Portland. That's uh, Portland Meadows. Portland oh, yeah, Meadows. That's, that shit's gone. Yeah, isn't that building yeah. still there though? Where no, it's like it's all gone. Thing. It's like an Amazon yeah. dis- distribution center now. <laughs> Sorry, I thought there was a. <laughs> no, it's gone. Portland Meadows is ex- it exists at the old uh, uh, gentleman's establishment off of like that Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah, we grabbed it. coffee ne- close to it. We got coffee. Not there. Not there. Not there. Not the girls next door coffee spot. I'm no, not talking about the, the name of it. That's just there's girls who work there the next door. Yeah. Okay. No, it was yeah. it was the bikini barista in across the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. The back, Portland Meadows. Yeah, that's called like girls next door or something. I think. Girls. <laughs> yeah, I think before uh, before <laughs> Benny dropped me off at the airport, it was the last thing I did. I, I literally drive by every time I go to the airport. It's like my yeah. walk to the airport. Yeah, it is probably the most convenient place to get coffee near the airport. Uh, I mean, other than the Starbucks in the airport, I said but, near the airport, yes. not in the airport. Yeah, you're and right. No, fuck Starbucks. We took down <laughs> big Starbucks in the last episode. Yeah, I can't. We. That's right. Yeah, well, no, you're no matter right, what right, your right, feelings right, are right, about Bikini bad. Barista, Bikini Barista is better than Starbucks. True. Soon Starbucks is going to become a Bikini Barista coffee joint. They can do oh, whatever man. they want as long as they bring back the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah. That's the deal. And as long as they bring back the eggnog latte, which they took away this year, and I was fucking pissed. They took that away? Yes! Oh, what right? Asshole. Who does that? Probably for more pumpkin spice stuff. Oh pumpkin my spice God. sucks. Actually, that's not true. I like pumpkin spice too, but like eggnog latte, no. man, that is like, it just hits the spot. Yeah. That is the that is the winter, I don't know, gum stomach gurgling happiness. Yeah, thing. yeah. It, that your, your shoulders are hiked up and you're trying to cover your body because it's so cold and it's the yeah. it's the taste of it's that the, feeling. It's yeah. the official drink of <laughs> holiday gut rot, which uh, yeah. Well, also, I'll be in Portland for the PK 385 and the Civil War game Thanksgiving weekend, which I also realize is when the World Cup's going to be happening. Oh, Uh, my God. We're not a World Cup podcast. We're not a World Cup podcast, but we're going to watch the World Cup. All of the U.S. national team games are in the group stage. They're at 11 a.m. up. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah. So we're good. That's perfect. I'm taking that whole week off work, by the way. I'm I'm staying with you for like nine days. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's happened before. Can I just say if, if, uh, and I would imagine most, uh, Beaver fans in the Northwest region have been to Providence Park or sort of know what it's all about, but I think this could be really special. Uh, I think that this, uh, I've heard people say that this is solely because Reeser is being renovated and that they're not planning on making this oh, an they, annual they thing. They play the whole season there. Then. I I know and yeah. and they should make this an annual thing. I think that would be so cool. I think so too. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised do. if it becomes not an annual thing, but like every other year when they you know yeah. when we have the game against like Portland State or Eastern Washington, right? Like that'll that'll be played. In That's Portland. Portland State's home field. Be careful. <laughs> I, I I just <laughs> they think almost that, like, beat us when Lord Voldemort was our coach in Corvallis. This game was scheduled before the announcement of the construction yeah. of the West Side. Does it mean that they didn't it's do the great, anticipation yeah. of the announcement yeah. coming out? 
but the but the university still erred on the side of hey we may not have the capital to start construction in the timeline that would fit to take a home game and move it from corvallis meaning they were willing to gamble on that for the sake of it being a, a worthwhile experience for beaver fans in the portland metro area and so i think it will become much more common it used so, to be it, i mean yeah, the civil war game used to be played there so yeah well, no my my point on that was the first rumor i heard was that we were going to play oregon there and i think Ooh. the only pushback about that is if we're giving up a home game hopefully essentially essentially play a, a year where we're supposed to host in neutral territory unless you did two years in a row yeah sure here's what i think like so uh rivalry games well every game but rivalry games specifically you know switch off every year yeah our, our place your place our place your place they call it home and home that's terrible terminology it doesn't make sense what if the civil war oregon oregon state would be Say so it would be this thing. So Reeser this year, Autzen next year, Portland the year after that, and then Reeser, Autzen, Portland, and it's just a three-year rota- three-venue rotation as opposed to two. What about a four-year? Benefits. Reeser, <laughs> Portland, Autzen, Portland, Reeser, Portland, Autzen, Portland. Go and go and go and go and go. Reeser, oh Reeser, Portland, Autzen, Portland, Reeser, Portland, Autzen, Portland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So every other year is a. Yeah. a you know, mutual site, neutral site, mutual and neutral I like that. for this M- mutual, yeah. mutual. <laughs> Technically, yeah. every site's a mutual site if you're both there. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, a mutual for the fan bases in a way. Okay. Yeah. Or, you know, I think you'd have areas. to find a way, right, you'd have, you'd have to find a way to get more seats in there because Providence Park holds, yeah, what, 25? But they don't care about bodies no, in the stands. They care it's, it's about 30, ticket it's sales. Now. It's 30 now. We paid $50 right. a seat for our seats. And that is that's at the going true. rate of like the entire Montana stadium. State. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's what they point. care about. That's what they care Tear about. Tear down the Mac Club and build more yeah. stands. Fuck a, that place. Yeah. <laughs> parents were former members of the mac club i agree yeah um anyway uh (laughs) we've got some commit news (laughs) we always call for more defensive line help for the football team on this show uh and we're getting it uh this year joe golden defensive lineman from northern colorado transferring to corvallis welcome to the program joe and then uh, also uh come through uh today on the twitters right as the baseball game was starting actually uh Yes, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, three-star Edge from legendary St. Thomas Aquinas uh, High School uh, commits to the Bees, and we got another one too. Another commit? Yeah, another commit is uh, Dor- what did you say, Dorian Thomas, the tight end, a three-star tight end from Kent Ridge High School in Washington. Mm. Well, oh, I thought we had him for yeah, but but he he did his visit this weekend okay. and like yeah. recommitted, but he also he also said that he's still open. <laughs> He's still open to other schools. So I don't know what committing means, to be honest. So, yeah, it says that is a guy who likes to be wined and dined. He committed right. to Oregon State, but is open to all schools. Yeah, he. But he okay. Like, all right. Murphy. Murphy's on the river. Do your thing. Send Dorian Thomas a prime rib dinner to his house. <laughs> <laughs> Send him a prime rib and a styrofoam box, please. <laughs> he, but he's he's visit. He has another visit coming up against with Arizona, and he's been hearing it uh, from Oklahoma and Texas. So, 
I mean, that'd be a nice Whatever. get. Be a nice get for the ah, man. Just just because of the schools involved. And, right. Well, this dude, Zakaya Sayed, like his um, this is from Dashel. Uh, the other offers he had before committing to Oregon State, uh, Florida State, Iowa State, Louisville, Mississippi State, Georgia Tech, Maryland, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, and I quote, several group of five schools. Well, several. How Damn, many? Is several that's a good list. In your mind, in your mind, how many is several? For me, it's like seven. I don't know why, because maybe the seven of several. Um. Okay. So, a couple mm. is two. A yeah. few is three. For Org- like Oregonians, some... what's a grip? Is that like 100? <laughs> I a think a grip, grip and, would be over grip, 15. A grip, and se- <laughs> no, a grip and several cover the same. I think if you're in six or seven, you can say several. Okay. Like, But it, it depends on things. Like if you had six or seven I'm going to start beers, saying several minus had, one for six. You can have several. If you had six or seven <laughs> beers, you had several beers. If you had six or seven wings, I don't think you had several wings. I think you had just like a regular amount of wings. That's true. That's true. So, a co- so a, a common man's volume here. of wings. What about yeah. if you're talking about millions of dollars? Would you say I have several millions? If you had like. If I had two million, I would say that I had several millions. Are you kidding if I had me? I'd one million, one dollar. Yeah. I had several million dollars. Yeah. I'm yeah. beyond the one, I'm into the several. So by levels. that by that logic, if you have two thousand dollars, could you say you have several thousand dollars? <laughs> no, that still needs yeah. to be a seven. That's, no, because that's several. no way. That, several that, minus six. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot more leaps in that range that uh, that I'm concerned with. Um, any, <laughs> anyway, uh, there there is how your much is a grip. Uh, how much is a grip, uh, listeners? How much is a grip? Yeah, let us let us know. Uh, on on Twitter and on Instagram, um, and, and in the five star reviews, you leave leave a five star review on Apple leave, Podcast. Leave a grip of stars. Leave a grip, a grip of, of stars. stars. And let us know how many a grip is, as long as it's five or more. It can't be less. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that puts a nice bow on this super regional, super duper episode of the Belligerent Peace podcast. It's the 51st episode of this podcast. So happy the baseball team won and is keeping this party going. So we don't have to go into full off-season mode yet. Uh, we've got content coming. We've got meaningful baseball continuing at Goss Stadium uh, at Coleman Field. The atmosphere was amazing. If you made it out, we know our our, our homie Zach Scores was there. Uh, shout out Zach for being part of that noise. I believe he was at all four games. Uh, if you're the, yeah. in Corvallis, the noise noise students get that make that noise <laughs> noise make that noise noise. Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to all Oregon State students. Shout out to the Beaver fam. Shout out to Gary Payton the second, a major yes. part of an NBA Finals win last night. Mm. Huge part at Gary Dwayne. We love you. Keep balling and uh, from all of us here at the belligerent beefs uh reminder to check out our friends at seamheaded.com and check out our shit at belligerentbeefs.com slash merch always always uh of the freshest drip system on the internets there uh, my name is terry horseman at terry horseman on twitter at terrence horseman on instagram for my co-host uh jp bertram at the trio j on twitter he's to trio to be real and at jp bertram on instagram and the man the myth the mustache <laughs> benny scoops because he's got all the scoops benny with the good quaff because he's got the good quaff 
Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage, at Beniel1986 on the social media channels. And to our new friend, the Golden Snitch, it opens at the close, and it flies away from J.P. Bertram's palm right fucking not now oh we're we're simply three muggles we can't make this bird fly but maybe maybe someday check benny's in elon's dms he can figure it out (laughs) (laughs) uh thank you so much shout out everyone shout out the noise that this magic bird is making making it hard to to sign off on this (laughs) fucking episode uh, thank you to our Patreon patron members for helping us out. Uh, we love you. If you're not on the Patreon yet, get in that shit. Uh, hit us up in the Discord. Um, and check us out at belligerentbeeves.com. And no matter what you do or where you go from here, whether you're watching the Beeves from Corvallis or Hawaii or across the across the pond or all the way down under, the chunda noise from down under, having... <laughs> Several noise beers after games of noify spoony. <laughs> no matter where you are in all those places, you can't spell Chopham without hope. And spelling Chopham gets you 31% off at checkout at cmheaded.com. Chopham! 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 Bring back Bernice, baby. Go Beeves. <laughs>